Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Mobile Domination Podcast. My name is Dan Hafner. Super excited for another episode here. Um, have a really special guest. We're going to talk about something very near and dear to my heart um, because we talk about you know no-code technology on this show. We talk about business. We talk about marketing and how it all kind of combines into this beautiful mixture of online business, right? Um, so I was actually approached um, by this lovely young lady I'm going to be uh, talking to you guys with today. Um, her name is Inbal Claudio, okay? Now, she is the founder of this platform called the Like-Minded Collective. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't. If you haven't, you're about to know because it's awesome. Super, super cool. So just a little bit of background. She's going to tell us a lot about it, but Long story short, she built this platform with zero tech experience. Okay. Like this is like the unicorn person I've been looking to come and have on this show. Um, because I've done this. I've, I've you're at involved. You're the first person I've had on this show. That's actually done this too. So like, I'm super, I think you're the <laughs> I first feel one. like I have to clarify. I did not build it. Okay. <laughs> Why did you ruin it? Cause that would have been so much cooler anyway. Um, you orchestrated it. So you built it. I right? did. I did. I did orchestrate it. Um, it was not easy. Let me but, tell you. but you, but you did it while you were mom, while you were a wife and you had no experience. So that is really a, a very impressive thing, um, in and of itself. Okay. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll stop trying to, uh, you know, hype you up, be your hype man here. I'll let you introduce yourself. Let, let us know a little bit more about you. Okay. Yeah. For those that can't tell, I'm like blushing. <laughs> um, so yes, my, my name is Imbal Claudio. Um, thank you, Dan, for having me. And yes, I, I don't even know where to start. I, um, I'm, I live in Orange County, California. Um, I am married. I have two little girls and they're three years old and one. And when my daughter was three months old, I already had a candle company for about a year. I was doing lots of in-person shows. And when my daughter was three months old, I was like, you know, or sorry, before she was three months before she was born, I had to kind of shift and be like, okay, well, my, I'm going to have a daughter. I need to start doing more online sales instead of in-person shows like farmers markets and trade shows and all this stuff. And I started to kind of look at influencer marketing platforms and just quickly realized that nobody wanted me on their platform. Essentially, they were charging like three to $500 a month to join as a brand. Um, some were not accepting smaller companies. They required a certain number of employees and some of them just were not accepting candle companies. So I just felt like so overlooked. I was not making a million dollars as a candle owner. Mm -hmm. Um, but I still wanted to grow my business. And so I had this idea when my daughter was three months old to create an influencer marketing platform for people like myself, for small business owners, for nano and micro influencers. Because if you're an influencer with a hundred followers, if a brand is paying $500 for this platform, they're not going to reach out to you. Like that's just not good ROI. Yeah. Um, and so influencers were being overlooked as well. So my idea started out as launching an influencer marketing platform for people who were under represented essentially in the influencer marketing space. Um, it's evolved since then a lot, but that's basically where I got the idea from um, and how it kind of started. Wow. That's, that's really cool. So, so you saw a problem that you experienced yourself and then you went out and decided to build the solution for it. Yeah. I mean, I was pissed. <laughs> huh. I was so mad. I'm like, 
ever, and I will tell you this, that when I first came up with the idea, I kind of contacted a few people that I thought had some experience in influencer marketing and kind of told them about my idea. And they all brought me back to the same place. They were like, you need to charge more for this platform. You need to like really only offer people who had a following. And I'm like, this is the problem. Like mm -hmm. that, it, that would make me like everybody else out there. And I'm not out here to make this a unicorn company. I just genuinely wanted to make people of any stage of business know that they matter and that they deserve to grow their business as well. Mm, that's awesome. So, so you were, you were candle maker yeah, and, yeah. and then you turned into this tech entrepreneur, right? Yeah. It's, it's take wild. us through that. Take us through like that little micro stage there. Like, what were you thinking? Like, what was, what was cropping up in your mind? Like, how the hell do I do this? Or like, like what, like, just take me through that phase. Yeah. So before you hit record, um, I mentioned to you that my dad was a software engineer. So he was a developer um, for many, many, many years, managed a lot of projects for people, but he was retired. And as everybody knows that's listening, I'm sure the tech industry evolves by second, every second of the day. Right. So he was kind of out of the loop as far as like best language decoded in and um, different functionality that I would need um, and how to kind of build it. But he had so much experience in knowing what to ask, the right questions to ask. And so he kind of helped me with that. I had worked in the restaurant and bar industry for many years, managed and all that. And so I worked with a company that built our website. And so I reached out to them first. Um, and they were, I, I will say this, that I reached out to about like 10 different um, companies and they charged, they quoted me between $5,000 and a hundred thousand dollars to build out this platform. I believe, that. I believe <laughs> so, that. and a lot of it was because at the time I didn't really verbalize exactly what I wanted because I didn't know how to, um, I built out this basically like word document with the user experience, every single detail of it. And then I built out a prototype website and this is kind of what I approached the developer with. I ended up going with the lower end because I'm on a budget and I'm like, oh, this is an easy project, you know, um, big mistake. That was my first mistake, but basically that's kind of how I approached it at first was to create this user experience document that I could pass off and to create the visual aspect. And I just started talking to developers. Like I said, my dad kind of helped me with some of the questions, but I quickly realized like, I just needed to do this on my own. Um, because I was getting frustrated with him for not asking questions that I got burned with later on. And I was like, I don't want to have this animosity towards my dad. Mm. Um, I'm just going to have to kind of do this on my own. And one of those things was being outsourced. Um, so the developer actually outsourced the project to India and it was just a disaster. Like what I thought would take three months and what he quoted me would take three months. I fired him after eight. Um, and it was just a eight disaster. Weeks, eight months. Oh, eight months. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so basically that was kind of the beginning stages of how I started. Um, just, I, I had, I did not know anything. I didn't know terminology. I didn't know what questions to ask. And after firing him, finding the next developer, I was a lot more in tune with what I wanted, made sure that everything was in writing, like 100%, um, got quotes and kind of moved forward from there with mm. more hiccups, of course. Wow. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, 
unfortunately have heard that version of your story more times than I care to to say. Honestly, I've heard that a lot. That was actually my exact experience when I went down the path with my first app. Um, was I got quotes? But I think the cheapest one I got was fifty k to like two hundred fifty k. I was like, hmm, don't really have a cash for that, you know. Um, but man, that's that's crazy. That. It's funny to hear you say that the way that you went, it was a mistake, you know, um, because there's so many people, especially I get this a lot with being in the no code world, right? People always seem to have it in their mind that what they're building is completely unique. It has to be custom built. It has to be it like, like this has to be this way. Right. And I'm like, maybe, but <laughs> maybe not right away. Like it doesn't, that's people don't realize, like you said, that's expensive. That's not cheap. That's not a cheap date, you know? Right. Um, and that's kind of where, you know, I don't want to plug all my stuff, but like, that's kind of where this whole no code world fits in. But um, so, so what did, what was it like getting it off the ground? You know, what was um, once you finally got the product and everything built, like, what did you do to market? How did you get your first adopters? What was that whole process like? Yeah. So like I said, I thought that it would take like three months and I do blame my dad for that too. Cause he was like, Oh, this is like super simple. Essentially what I wanted was a profile page, a search function, a message board and a community feed. So that was it. And now I know it's not a three month project. Yeah. Time, um, time out right there. First of all, first hot tip for everyone. Um, <laughs> always overestimate the time frame they give you. I've learned always. that early on in my career. I, I used to give people hard deadlines and now I'm like, we'll see how long I don't give a hard deadline because you never, never know. Anyway, hot tip continue. A hot tip is also however much you think it's going to come. Oh. And that's for the, that's for the developer. Aspect. Sorry, you, you froze up for a second. You said the, the cost. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. So I said, not only the time, but like, however, how much you think it's going to cost, multiply that by five. Mm. Hot tip. Everything just costs so much more. Right. Um, I don't know about the no code world, but, um, developer wise it's, there's always going to be stuff. Right. So, and we can get into that in a bit, but so basically I fired them. I hired new developers. And then two years later I launched and a month before I launched, I knew that I wanted to find a developer to work with directly because I was so sick of working with a middle person. And at this point, I was so much more educated on terminology, functionality, systems, everything that had to do with my platform that I'm like, I just want to work with somebody directly, pay them like what they deserve and go from there and have them on full time or like not full time, but like dedicated to my project mm -hmm. because bugs are going to come up all the time because it's a tech platform and that just happens. And then I wanted to add lots of functionality and features. And so I wanted them on hand. So I say all that to answer your question, because I started marketing this a year too soon where I thought that I would be launching, you know, I think my first um, launch date was August of 2020. And I started working on it, March of 2020. Then it became like December, then February, then August, then November, um, of 2021. So I basically started to build an Instagram community is what I started to do. I changed it in the process from an influencer marketing platform to a social media, um, platform because 
I didn't want to just focus on the influencers and the brands. I was building a tech platform and needed people like that I could grow with. You know, I didn't really need the small businesses and the brand and the influencers anymore, although they're great and I wanted them to have a space as well. But I needed more female founders. I needed more entrepreneurs. I needed more, you know, web designers, um, copywriters, branding coaches, social media managers, people that I could learn from. So that's kind of how it transformed from an influencer marketing platform to a social media platform. And um, and so that's kind of how I started to build the community on Instagram before I even launched the platform. And by providing education, by featuring people, by doing Instagram lives, um, just like really making myself an expert at female founder communities. Mm, okay. So you, you said it was like a year too soon. I, I didn't expect that. That's interesting. Yeah, because, and I will say this too, I hired a, an agency when now I just hire, like I have a VA, um, I hire people for one-off, um, projects. I have an intern. I'm a lot more scrappy because I wasn't educated when I first started. Like I thought that I had to hire a branding agency to do everything. And then I had to hire a PR agency to get my name out there and a social media agency to do my social media and do all this stuff. And, a you know, a software development company, like all these things that I thought that I had to do because I wasn't educated. And I don't want to say I lost out on a lot of money because my husband keeps reminding me, he's like, just think of it as like, you're getting your hands-on MBA. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, he's so sweet. But, um, now, you know, I work directly with the, with my developer. And like I said, I have, I hire out individually and I learned how to do a lot of the things myself as well in the process. But I was under such false pretenses when I first started that I was going to launch in three months. I had to like build this. Everybody's going to want it. And I just needed to get my name out there. And that's just not the case with anything as I've learned, Mm. you know, but like I said, I was uneducated and that's okay. I learned so much along the way that when I did launch in, I did beta, I launched beta in November of 2021, that I knew so much more than I had if I would have launched a year and a half prior So I'm glad that everything worked out the way that it did, but yeah, it was definitely a learning experience. So here's a million dollar question, right? (laughs) If, if you could go back in time, would you do it again? Knowing what you've, what you know now, would you go back and do that again? That is a million dollar question, right? Because if, if I would have known that it would have taken two years and like X amount of money, I don't know if I would have. And that's why I'm so happy that I didn't know because what I've built now is so amazing that it had to be built. Like it just had to. So I'm glad I didn't know. And I don't know if I would have to be completely honest. Yeah. Well, so so tell us about it today. Where, where, where has it come since you launched in November of 2021? Um, so I officially launched to 222. So I just hit six months. Um, we have about 650 subscribers on the platform and it's basically from influencers, small businesses, service providers. I say that it's a social media platform for dreamers, creators, and female founders. So if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, if you have a dream, if you're an influencer or just somebody who's interested in like learning about entrepreneurship, it's a social media platform for you. So like I kind of said before, we have an awesome search feature that you can search for influencers. Um, 
and business owners based on pricing, which is really helpful based on industry. We have a keyword search, which is also awesome. And then a community feed. So people promote their business. They have questions. They, you know, just, it's just a bunch of like-minded people who want to help each other out and provide value. And then on top of that, we also do weekly marketing masterclasses. So I bring in an expert every single week and just kind of teach because I know when I was building the platform and as we all know, like tech evolves every single day. So does marketing and strategy. So learning about different aspects of marketing and how to grow your business is something that I need. And I want to provide the women on the platform as well. Um, and then we do co-working hour every single week. So it's just, it really is a community of women who love helping each other, love connecting. And everybody just needs to have that like good job pat on the back type of community and people who are not your girlfriends, but they're women who are in the same boat as you, right? They're like moms, they're solopreneurs, they're female founders, they're raising funds for their business. Um, you just need to surround yourself with people who are like that. That's the only way to grow. You can't do it by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, so for those of you who didn't catch that at the beginning, it's called like minded collective com. We'll, we'll link this in the notes and we'll, we'll cover this later, but I just wanted to throw that in there in case you're hearing her talk about all this stuff. And you're like, what the heck was it called again? It's called likemindedcollective.com. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I was, I was actually going to read a little blurb from the website, but you covered everything because I, I think your messaging and, and everything that you like the, the, the way that you've positioned this platform is awesome. Um, Thank you. <laughs> it's really, really, really cool. Um, I don't think I can get in because I'm not a woman, but if I could, <laughs> I actually do listen. I, my you biggest room for thing, guys, seriously, there's a couple guys. Yes. Oh, I'm I in. don't, my biggest thing is I don't want to ever close off opportunities for women on the platform. Right. And guys have awesome businesses. They have awesome communities. Um, the one thing is the masterclasses are really focused only towards women just because the conversations that women have when men are not around are just special. Um, so that's kind of what I, what I like to do, but the platform is like full game for everybody. Um, especially like awesome people like yourself. So, um, 100% welcome to join. Um, I do kind of want to ask you a question. Can I do that? <laughs> you absolutely can. So from what I, and you've seen on the platform, mm -hmm. Do you think that no code would work for my platform? Um, yes, I think probably more of what, when I see the features that you have, again, I haven't logged into this. I'm mm -hmm. not a subscriber for everyone out there, but when I see like the community feed, the personal profile, the search and the directory, the message board, the weekly masterminds, um, yes, I would say it's probably more closer to a low code solution. And what that is for anyone who doesn't know, it's, we do this a lot too, um, is we actually take a no code platform that's built with like specific plugins and already pre-built stuff. And then there's room to actually input custom code into their custom features, whether it's like a, like that, like a message board or a chat feature or any of that stuff. Um, so yes, like building it with that, I think would have definitely been possible. Um, probably could have got you launched faster than two years. Um, but there's always 
drawbacks and there's there's pros and cons to each i know a lot of times um with no code low code stuff people say oh it can't scale it can't scale you can't scale it but you know for 650 people like there's plenty of room there you know when you start getting into the millions and millions of people okay now we gotta have a conversation about you know some of that stuff um but no i think yeah, I mean, it definitely is that that was your question, right? Like, could it have that been was. done? Yeah, yeah. And I and I told you before you hit record that I talked to somebody who does no code. Um, and that's kind of what was the drawback for me. It was not really customizable like I wanted. Yeah. Um, which was like I'm all about branding and like design, and um, that was something that was important for me. But kind of looking back, like, how important is it? when you first launch, right? Because they always say like, launch your MVP as soon as possible. And so maybe looking back, a no code option would have been good to kind of like prove my concept at an affordable rate and then see if it's good then to kind of do something custom in the future if needed, but. Yeah, and for for anyone else out there thinking about this, I'm glad you brought this up because this is one thing that I don't think a lot of people think about when they, like even when I talk to people, is I've done this for people at times as well, is actually like, cause there's there's solutions out there called like Figma um, or different things like that, where you can actually get like a clickable prototype and put it together and that kind of stuff. Well, the software we have can serve as that in the same way, but it can actually be on like a website and you can deploy that and share that link with people and get real feedback like fast, right? So that's one thing I've actually helped people with is like build a clickable workable prototype using no code in a couple in a matter of a couple of weeks so you can just you know validate the id <laughs> or, what's that prove your concept yeah prove your concept validate the idea whatever like mm -hmm. that that whole thing so yeah um because i've seen way too many times um people that just sit on ideas because they think it's too expensive or it needs to be this grandiose thing that is going to just be like, it has to be custom. Like you said, like there's, it, it's really, really dumb in my opinion to dump tons and tons of money into something that you, that you have no idea is going to succeed. Like that's silly to me. I'm just like, why would you do that? I've seen too many people do that, you know? Um, anyway. Yeah. No, that's a very, very good question. Very good question. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's, you know, when you come up with something, when you come up with an idea in general and you start to implement it and you think it's going to cost, let's just say $5,000 and launch in three months, you're like, okay, that's not pricey, right? Like for me to prove that, like, that's not much for me. But once you get in it and you hire other people and like, it just extends and extends, that's kind of where your question before comes into play. Like what I have done it before, you know? So it's nice that I think there's more knowledge around no code um and low code development but not enough like not enough people know the extent of what's capable with low code and no code so i think it's such an interesting topic so yeah general. and i i think i actually had a conversation i was a guest on another podcast we talked about this too about like where that technology is going you talk about how technology changes so fast um i mean they really are making a lot of strides in a lot of the platforms that i've used and seeing that are really making it so those are actually getting to be very, very robust, very, very quickly, um, which is really interesting, you know? So like, that's a, that's a really cool thing to, to think about like where that's going to go and, 
you know, is there going to be v, uh, VR someday uh, inside mm-hmm. of that or augmented reality and whatever. So yeah, um, so that's cool. really cool. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I guess um, tell us a little bit about too. I know we always like to talk about it's, it's different when, if I was a woman host, but tell us a little bit about, you know, like being, um, you know, managing this, this new platform and this business you have with being a mom and being a wife and all this stuff. Like how, how, how do you make that work? Um, it's not easy, um, but I will say that I have a very amazing husband. Um, he was Marine Corps. He just got out last year. He was an officer. Um, and that's why we were stationed in North Carolina. So I always, you know, not like had the option cause that sounds weird, but I, I decided to get a nanny for my daughter. Um, I only had one at the time. And so she would come like three hours a day. And I told my husband, I'm like, you know, the problem is, is that I just need like to schedule time and I can't schedule meetings and zooms and things like that when she's around and her nap schedules are all over the place. So at least if I have a nanny for like three hours, that gives me time to schedule. And it, it just helps so much. Um, and now that we're back in California, I live like five minutes from my parents. I also have a one-year-old now. So my oldest daughter is three and a one-year-old. And we have a nanny for her also like three hours in between her two naps. And it just helps. She's a lot better napper. So I have like a a longer stretch, but it just helps to have a really good support system. Um, and to have a spouse that supports you 100%. Um, because as entrepreneurs, like everybody knows you're going through ups and downs constantly. And like, do I continue? Like, why am I even building this platform? I don't even know what I'm doing. You know, all the questions, um, that you need somebody to kind of be like, no, you just keep going. Like that's, there's no option. You just go. (laughs) Um, so he's also in the tech industry. Now he works for, um, a defense technology company. So it's nice that we're kind of in the same world, um, and can kind of, uh, feed off one another, but yeah, to answer your question, it, it takes, it takes a tribe, you know, and I know moms that don't have nannies and they, they do it too with their babies on their hip. Like I've had zooms wearing my daughter. Um, you just, when she was a newborn, like there's no author option. You just, you got to do it. And people are like, cool with it. (laughs) Yeah. I bet even people in the like-minded collective, like see that. And it, it makes you more real. It makes the, it gives the platform like a face. You're not just like a faceless thing that's growing. You know, you're, you're like, Hey, it's, this is, this is real. This is what we're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we have like our master classes are an hour and a half. Usually it's about 45 minutes of a class and then, um, like hands-on workshop Q and a, and then it's about 45 minutes of networking and brainstorming. So there's always conversations. There's always like a kid in the background or a mom nursing or something. I mean, it's, it is very real. Um, and that's just, that's the way I love it. You know, it's, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I, I also will say I don't need much sleep. So that's also a very good thing. I can like function off six hours of sleep. Um, so that's been beneficial, but prioritizing time, prior, prioritizing myself, like fitness is very big for me. So I like to prioritize like workouts, um, self-care you also need and work in between and somehow everything gets done. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, before you go, um, if, if you could leave us with one, one piece of advice for anyone out there who might be considering starting some kind of, maybe, maybe they have an idea for the next um, app or technology platform or marketplace or whatever, 
Um, and they were, and they're kind of like you, like, what, what would you say to them if they were in, in that stage, even not, even if they're not at the beginning of their business, they just have this idea, but don't really have the expertise, right? Like you and I didn't have, what would you say to them? My biggest piece of advice is connect with people who are doing exactly what you want to be doing. Find them on LinkedIn. Clubhouse is a really good um, area for like tech entrepreneurs, startups, and just message people and just say like, Hey, I have this idea. I would love to kind of pick your brain. If you have 15 minutes, just to kind of talk to you about, you know, hear about your journey as in your beginning stages, just because you will get and do it to as many people. And then when you get off the phone with them, say, Hey, do you have somebody else that you can connect me with who can help me as well? Because when you're learning from other people's mistakes, it doesn't mean you're not going to make your own, but your brain starts to work in a different way, you know? And so you come across problems. You're like, Oh yeah. So-and-so told me like he had this problem too. Maybe I can reach out to him and then have him help me. And you know, this woman helped me with like fundraising. Like maybe she knows how to do this. So just from the get-go, like build your network because that's literally the most valuable piece of non-existent, you know, education, um, that non-tangible education that you can really get is just network and connect and ask millions of questions. That's awesome. Great advice. Great advice. Well, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, if you are a female entrepreneur out there and you want to get connected, uh, with the like-minded collective, head over to likemindedcollective.com and they'll get you set up and then you can, uh, network and mastermind with awesome people like Inball here and probably a whole lot of other cool people in there, I assume. Um, so thank you again for being on the show Inball was really awesome. This was so much fun. Um, learned a lot, actually. It was really, really cool. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. All right, guys, that's all we got for this episode. I really appreciate you guys supporting the show. Um, as always, if you find any value out of this, um, please feel free to share it, review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. That's really appreciated. And um, yeah, if you want to have any kind of conversation around this, just like Inball said, you know, don't isolate yourself. I'm always free to have conversations with people about this, especially if you've thought about the no-code world or just trying to get an MVP out there, anything like that, I'm always open um, you can go to our site and book a call with me and I'd be happy to tell you, you have a great idea or you have a terrible idea or it's going to be too expensive or whatever it is. I'll tell it like it is. Awesome. Um, so take me up on that. I promise. All right. So go to like-minded collective, get into the network, plug in. It's going to be super cool. I'm super excited. Maybe I'll even be in there. Who knows? <laughs> all right, guys. Appreciate all of you. Thank you for listening to the mobile domination podcast. We will see you next time.